Hello, Christopher. Um, how are you doing? How's it going, Adam? I'm not too bad. How about yourself? Oh, wonderful. Um, and, and more importantly, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Gavel Podcast. Uh, my name's Adam. This is Christopher. We just introduced ourselves through, um, I guess, what is supposed to be natural banter that starts as you start recording a, a podcast. Yes. Well, I wonder if at some point we're going to end up with a cold open, but uh, for now, I think uh, this this does it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think about that sometimes. Like, how uh, how are we um, how are we modeling our podcast a- after other podcasts? Are we a podcast like other podcasts? <laughs> well, hopefully, we're we're distinct enough that users don't feel or listeners don't feel like they're um, just kind of hearing a rehash or um, <laughs> you know they can get their entertainment other elsewhere. But uh, you know, we also uh, I guess have kind of some special loyalty from. Uh, from those who affiliate with Sigma Nu, so maybe that keeps them around enough. Yeah, we, we've we've got a little bit of credit, so we, we can be a little bit uh, rough around the edges with knowing how to cold open a, a podcast or or start with friendly banter. Rough um, around the edges, but in, <laughs> increasingly uh, becoming more and more polished every day. Yes, and 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 well edited. Thank you to our our editor. You mean you? <laughs> Andrew, who I learned everything from. And uh, and will eventually teach you, so that you can edit all, yes. all of the all of the episodes. That is appreciated. That is appreciated. Well, um, I know you know. Obviously, we'll get to our interview a little bit later in this podcast. But just kind of curiosity, like how are you feeling adjusting into your role as uh, director of chapter services? Well, uh, it's going well. Um, it's uh, it's 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 definitely complicated uh, in in some ways uh it's definitely um you know a, a lot to learn and and you know, start running uh, along with a program that's that's already moving um but i i think i've got it down now um i mean you definitely taught me um everything that you know and now it's just a, a matter of uh you know doing it myself so um it's going well uh h- how about how about you how is communications it's going really well. Uh, so uh, for listeners, uh, hopefully you are a subscriber to all of our email communications uh, as well as a, a loyal listener. Um, but we recently launched a new publication, a new digital publication, I should add, um, called The Quarterly. Uh, and so that was exciting to kind of get off uh, off the ground uh, and out into the inboxes of uh, alumni and collegians everywhere. Uh, but essentially, for those of you who may have missed it or, you know, it's kind of currently buried in an unused email uh, inbox, uh, the quarterly is intended to be a quarterly digest of uh, chapter and alumni news. Uh, so if you are a receiver of the print issue or the digital issue of the Delta, um, there is typically a a section dedicated to chapter and alumni news. Um, We still intend to continue that with future editions of the Delta, um, but in the meantime, 
uh, as an effort for us to maybe increase uh, the frequency of us getting out chapter and alumni news to our members, uh, we decided to do that in a digital format. And so the quarterly was born. Uh, so the fall 2021 issue was just released. Uh, I think it went out uh, early last week. And then we intend to release the next issue of the quarterly uh, in line with the start of the winter season. So that'll be in December or late December. Uh, so just before the, the winter holidays. Um, so one, I would strongly encourage all alumni and undergraduate members to be on the lookout for that. Uh, but then also to make sure that they're submitting their news to uh, the quarterly, you can do so through either our submit your news section of the website, um, or you can send uh, your news to news at sigmanu.org, uh, which is our dedicated email address uh, for receiving that type of information. So that's, uh, I think that's my, been my highlight for the department. Really excited to uh, to talk about that here and and hopefully uh, people are enjoying it awesome yeah um uh, we'll definitely include that uh that email and and several other um useful links in the episode notes um for for everyone to be able to to access that themselves um well it sounds like the the, the role is going well uh, you're you're enjoying yourself you're uh, developing new developments and uh really pushing yourself out there yeah and i know on your end too i mean exciting uh, that I believe all of the consultants are now um, on the road working with our chapters. So last year, uh, because of the pandemic, of course, everything was uh, conducted virtually. So all of the officer meetings were happening over Zoom. Uh, now we have a little bit more leeway and flexibility, of course, still taking the, the appropriate precautions. But uh, having our consultants be in person, I think, is making a huge difference uh, for just engagement, for uh, really facilitating kind of natural conversation, but um, you know, from your perspective, how has it been kind of getting to see those guys hit the road and uh, and supervise their work this fall? Yeah, it's been great. Um, you know, I, I'm now seeing um, kind of how you felt when I would message you um, uh, and say, "Hey, uh, this this is uh, not right, or th- this is going wrong, or this is going very right, and how do I do this better?" Or uh, you know, any number of a, a million questions that I'm sure if you went back in our team's history that I've asked you um, during my time on the road. Um, but it, it's um, it's great to be on the other end of that and to be able to help these guys, um, you know, as they're out there, you know, being our front line. Um, you know, I'm very excited for them to be back in person. Um, you know, I, I uh, really shout out to our consultants that, that are out on the road right now. Like that is, um, you know, it was already, um, you know, a, a, a big undertaking to, you know, basically just self-direct yourself around the entire country. Um, and you know, meet all of these new people and forge all these new relationships and do all of this uh, you know, officer training that, that we're able to do. Um, and then layering, you know, public speaking on top of that, um, you know, and, and everything that they're, they're able to accomplish out there. But now even more than that, they are also managing, you know, traveling in a, um, you know, a still ongoing you know, pandemic that we're, you know, uh, luckily now, better prepared against and um you're better able to to handle um and you know make sure that they're they're safe and everything um as well as our 
our constituents, but you know they're they're really taking it in stride, and um, you know, I'm very excited to see um, your positive feedback coming back from them on um, you know, being able to to do um, you know in person meetings and to look across a desk at an officer and and really forge a relationship with him as opposed to you know just being another um, screen that the the collegian has to look at um, for you know that short period of time. I know with with all of their classes and everything being online, um, you know it becomes a lot. But they're able to be back out there, and um, I'm hearing a lot of great things from them and from um, students and, and advisors that were you know, getting feedback from. Um, so, I, I I hope I could speak for them and say that we're glad to be back. Um, if you know, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know too. I mean, even for the both of us, we had to kind of step in as additional consultants last year to assist with just the increased workload uh, mm-hmm. and personally comparing that experience to uh, when I was able to travel in person several years ago I mean it was draining uh, mm-hmm. in ways that were unexpected mm-hmm. uh, I think you assume that speaking into a camera you know may be less uh, draining or less taxing than um, to actually be in person and in kind of the, all of the the kind of micro forms of communication that you have to cheat, you have to keep track of and your ability to be read body language. Like mentally you would think that it's a lot easier, but I just got off those calls every day and felt absolutely wiped. So mm-hmm. uh, I know that, uh, that the guys are really you know, enjoying, I think the opportunity to be in person and are benefiting from it. I just think it's a, a better experience and, and one that I'm glad that we're able to return to. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you, you're right. The kind of those, um, it's it's like how can it be more strenuous i'm sitting here in my comfy chair all day right um doing doing virtual meetings but like really it is like it's that different type of of draining that is um you know trying to get all of that additional context from just a video screen because when when, when, like you said when you're used to you know those facial cues and everything of of how somebody's responding to you know something you're saying um it could be kind of hard especially going from meeting to meeting not really seeing your scenery change um a whole lot can be it could be uh, definitely draining um yeah but but yeah glad, glad to see them back out there um you know that's exciting and it's it's um i, I think part of the um, nature is healing right things things are some normal things are able to return to what you know what feels a little bit more normal or, or natural, but um, I think all all of that still lingers. Obviously, like you know, there, there's a lot of precautions that they're taking for themselves, be, being traveling consultants. But uh, yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, well, and speaking of, uh, can't leave this conversation without plugging it one last time. <laughs> um, but uh, for listeners, uh, we are currently in the process of recruiting. Uh, applicants uh, for the consultant program. Uh, we are looking to hire the next class of the 2022-2023 uh, class of consultants. Um, so anyone who is hired in this cycle uh, would effectively start June 1st of 2022. So mm-hmm. we're likely looking at seniors who will be graduating either this fall or, or the following spring. Now, I know that the the plan for this episode is it for it to be released on October 15th. Um, so today, which, October which is, 15th. Yeah, which is today. <laughs> right. This, this is the magic of podcast land. That's today. Yes. And so uh, assuming that everything goes as planned, which we are hoping that that is the case, uh, you are hearing this 
the day that the application deadline expires. Uh, and so uh, if you are hearing it a little bit after uh, the release date, um, that deadline has likely passed. But fear not, if you are interested in working for the fraternity, we do accept applications on a rolling basis. And so I uh, strongly encourage you to get in touch with Scott Smith, uh, who is our Director of Leadership Development and the primary supervisor for our, our consultant team. Um, let him know that you're interested, depending on uh, the, the proximity to that application deadline. We can certainly entertain um, applications maybe a little bit after that deadline, but if we're talking about, uh, you know, maybe months later or we're already into the spring term, uh, we may be looking to to host a spring application cycle. Sometimes we do that depending on need. And so uh, usually applications at that point are due around March 1st, uh, but it just depends on if there is a need or if we uh, were able to successfully fill our class um, or if there's, you know, additional need that has emerged um, mm -hmm. or you know, obviously, you know, we have the opportunity to, you know, hire on special special occasions for special mm -hmm. reasons. We're always looking for, as um, we like to say, the right people to get on the bus or to, to be on the bus for the mission that we're trying to accomplish. And so when we encounter those right people, we want to make room for them. So uh, never a bad idea to reach out and express interest because um, we are looking for good applicants to do this good work uh, for the organization. Speaking of good applicants, I, I know for a fact, because now I am I am managing the, uh, the staff prospect list that, that you used to manage. Um, and I know for a fact that there are um, tons of officers that I've met with, um, you know, when they were, you know, sophomores, juniors that are um, uh, graduating uh, this spring, and, uh, and and plenty of officers that uh, that I would love to to see join staff, and I think would um, not only be able to benefit staff a, a lot and benefit the organization through that, but also um, that that would receive a lot of benefit themselves. That would uh, you know really benefit from the experience uh, that is you know, being a, a, a traveling consultant. So. Um, Definitely. So, if that's you, um, uh, officer that uh, that that um, that I met with, that uh, is awesome and should apply because I told you you should apply. Um, apply. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, for this episode, uh, to, not to to distract for too long, uh, mm. but we do want to. Uh, uh, kind of introduce our guest speaker. Uh, we're going to have a more formal introduction in just a second, but uh, we had the privilege of getting to talk to Todd Eliason, who is mm -hmm. the current chairman of the uh, Foundation Board of Directors. Now, um, the kind of timing of this episode is uh, not necessarily um, spontaneous. We, we kind of had a, a plan in place, but uh, we are. We always have plans. Every episode is <laughs> meticulously planned. That is. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. um, and the plan for this particular episode was to release it uh, in line with uh, the fraternity's Day of Giving, uh, which is a campaign uh, for our foundation, uh, where we really are looking to engage with brothers uh, to give to the fraternity. Um, maybe for the first time, uh, maybe to give an additional gift uh, above and beyond kind of uh, their their previous giving uh, to continue to fund the work that the foundation is looking to do and the, and the programs that are offered by the fraternity. So we have a really fun interview uh, with Todd to kind of talk more about that. Um, you know, and I'm certainly excited for everyone to kind of get to hear you know about the interview. I thought it was a really good one. Excellent. Um, well, uh, the Sigma Nu Educational Foundation uh, with Todd Eliason.
Hello and welcome back. Uh, glad uh, that we are able to bring another exciting guest uh, to the Gavel podcast. Uh, on today's episode, we are going to be interviewing Todd Eliason, uh, who is currently serving as the chairman of the foundation or the Sigma New Education uh, found Sigma New Educational Foundation Board of Directors. Um, we are really also excited to kind of pair this episode in with an upcoming campaign that's going to happen uh, in just a few days, uh, the Sigma Nu Day of Giving. And so we thought that it was kind of a timely opportunity uh, for us to bring on a subject matter expert, someone who can talk uh, about the foundation, what it is, because uh, I have a feeling that some of our listeners may not even know that there's a difference between the foundation and the fraternity incorporated or the general mm-hmm. fraternity uh, that a lot of uh, us interact with. So without further ado, uh, we want to uh, allow for our special guest to to do uh, his introduction. Uh, so Todd, if you wouldn't mind, um, if you could just do a quick introduction of yourself for our listeners, uh, just who you are, um, what chapter you're, you're from or you're a part of, um, and then we can go from there. Sounds good, Christopher. I appreciate that. Uh, well, again, I'm Todd Eliason, and uh, I am a proud member alumnus of the Zeta Nu chapter of uh, Sigma Nu. Zeta Nu is located at Montana State University in Bozeman, Montana, uh, often referred to as God's Country. Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, was uh, had the pleasure of being initiated um, 50 years ago. Uh, it's kind of a, a sobering thought to think about. 1971 was my initiation year, but I proudly wear my 50-year pin here, and uh, I serve uh, currently the Zeta Nu chapter as its chair of the Alumni Advisory Board, and I'm also the vice chair of its house corporation, and uh, then from a national perspective, I am the chairman of the Sigma Nu Educational Foundation Board of Directors. That's awesome. It's exciting. uh, Oh, sorry. Having consulted uh, Zeta Nu, I could definitely agree. God's country is uh, is very apt. That's so uh, a gorgeous area to to be out and driving in. Yeah, I myself am really hoping to one day get out to. I guess it's Big Sky Country. Is that kind of how it's normally classified? Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to to just be out there to visit. I've gone to Colorado, and that's kind of the furthest. Um, out west, uh, except for California, of course, that I've been able to to view kind of the Rockies. Um, so would love to get out there and kind of view everything. Yeah, get, get north up there. Welcome anytime. <laughs> well, Todd, you mentioned a number of roles that you have with the national organization. We certainly want to dive into those. But um, something we like to do with all of our uh, interviewees and the guests that we bring on the podcast is just talk a little bit about your Sigma Nu story, your Sigma Nu experience. Um, so you mentioned you um, became a Sigma Nu back in 1971 at Montana State. Um, can you just talk us through a little bit of what that experience was like of going through recruitment, deciding that you wanted to become uh, a man of the Legion of Honor, uh, and then kind of maybe a few you know experiences from your undergraduate experience that you think kind of stood out or are memorable. Sure. Um, suffice it to say, I had a great collegiate experience, which probably uh, set me up for uh, my career and, and the rest of my life, to be perfectly honest. But um, um, I come from a family. My dad was a member of a Greek organization. He was a Lambda Chi, and uh, I have three older brothers, and they were all Sigma Phi Epsilon. And uh, when I decided to come to college, obviously being in a Greek organization was probably a fait accompli. Um, but as I went through recruitment, um, I found the men of Sigma Nu to be the kind of men I wanted to be around. Um, they were a great group of guys in, in that era. 
Um, they were very focused on academics, which uh, probably I needed to be a little more focused than I was. And uh, they were very focused on uh, providing a, a leadership on campus that was uh, second to none. Uh, several of the men were in the top seven senior men on campus. Uh, they were involved in various campus activities. So as I got introduced to Sigma Nu, it became pretty clear that rather than follow my father or my brothers, I was going to chart my own path. And uh, I joined the Legion of Honor and uh, have never regretted it for one moment. It's been probably the most impactful thing in my life other than my marriage to my wife, Arlene. So uh, as, as a collegian, I was very active. I was the secretary of my candidate class, uh, uh, became <clears throat> active uh, as the historian my first year. Uh, I was recorder, uh, and then I served as a, a recruitment chair. So I uh, was able to uh, you know, give some things back uh, to my chapter. I was very involved in its executive leadership and very involved uh, across campus as well. So Sigma Nu, I think, set me up for a very successful uh, academic experience. As I mentioned, they were very focused in on academics. We always won the all grades trophy uh, the whole time I was here. So uh, I ended up having a pretty stellar academic career as well as a stellar social life and uh, graduated uh, with honors. And again, I thank Sigma Nu for the bulk of that. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, it's really cool hearing uh, you, your your experience and, and uh, you know, I guess both what your your chapter gave to you as well as what you were you know able to give back to your chapter at the time. Um, I would love to hear uh, you know how Sigma Nu has impacted your, your life post graduation. Well, you know, it's interesting. You you know, when you leave college, you you kind of say, well, that was a great experience. I had a tremendous group of brothers and friends, and and uh, they will always be part of my life, and they have been. Um, my best friend to this day, the guy who stood up with me is my best man. Um, we're the co-leaders of the Zeta New Chapter Alumni Board right now. So those relationships run deep and they run long. And that's that's tremendous. But I didn't really realize it at the time. But when I started my career, the things I learned in Sigma Nu, this, the things I learned about uh, living with a group of guys that are diff different and disparate, um, ability to get along with people ability to set goals and, and to, to go to a common uh, endpoint. Um, all those things set me really well up for my career, which was a, an executive in the telecommunications industry. And so um, as I look back on it now, probably the most impactful thing in co-curricular type of activity, uh, absent my academic side, was really my leadership in Sigma Nu and the ability to learn and to gain trust and and create relationships um, that really served me well as, as, a, as an executive in, in GTE and Verizon. So um, I look back and say that was probably one of the most impactful decisions I ever made in the fall of 1970 was to, uh, to pledge Sigma Nu. That's really great. And I know that we're lucky to have you bring that experience, you know, onto our board of directors for the foundation. Um, and I believe you've been on the foundation board for, for several years and are now uh, serving as the chairman. So kind of tying into the theme of this particular uh, podcast topic, we really wanted to, you know, make sure that we can provide our listeners with more information about what the educational foundation is. Um, we know that, 
there are many recipients of scholarship do- or scholarships and um, other awards that, that come from the foundation. And those uh, individuals may be uh, more familiar uh, with the direct benefits. But for uh, maybe the average listener who hasn't had as much interaction with the foundation, uh, we want to make this episode for them. Um, so the question I have for you, you know, just you know, from your perspective and from your expertise, you know, I'm interested in knowing kind of what is the Sigma New Educational Foundation? And then for those listeners who may not know as much about it, you know, how is the, the foundation different from the fraternity incorporated? Great question. You know, I, I think the average alumni looks at Sigma New National as kind of one big BMS, um, one big thing back in Lexington, sometimes uh, without a lot of interaction with them. Uh, they view them as kind of maybe the, the policeman or the cop or the um, anti-fun group or whatever, because they are set up to be the, the standard bearer for our fraternity. And that's a very, very important role. And I think even myself, looking back at my experience with Sigma Nu, I'd always looked at national as kind of one thing. But in reality, it's two. It's um, Sigma Nu Fraternity Incorporated and Sigma Nu Educational Foundation. And um, the foundation is, is really there for a singular purpose, and that is to be the fundraising arm to support the programming and the educational programs, scholarships, uh, and charitable initiatives of the fraternity. So we exist uh, legally as a separate entity because we have to in order to be a nonprofit. We are a 501c3 organization separate from the fraternity, not governed by the fraternity. We have our own separate board of directors that makes the decisions uh, in the fiduciary relationship of a foundation uh, to shepherd the resources so that they're there so that we can eventually um, gift back these resources to the fraternity to fulfill the fraternity's missions of developing ethical men. So um, we've we've got a very you know unique um, position in the fact we are a separate entity, but we also are very tied together with the fraternity and knitted together in terms of fulfilling the same mission. So talk to me about that mission. What um, you what is you know, as an organization, like what is our mission and how does the educational foundation you know, support that? Well, again, the mission of Sigma Fraternity is certainly to develop ethical leaders. And we do that through the enduring principles of love, honor, and truth. Um, the foundation supports that mission. And we are basically there to support the efforts of our fraternity to continue to, to guide and develop young men uh, to be ethical leaders in their chapters on their campuses and ultimately in their lives. And um, our support as a foundation is there in a financial sense so that we're there to help provide programming for lead as an example, or provide scholarships for chapters or to help chapters secure new educational facilities in their chapter homes through um, capital raising campaigns and those sorts of things. So we become the, the fundraising and the financial arm to help support the fraternity's mission. Obviously, the fraternity secures its resources from dues primarily. Um, the foundation secures our resources through donations. Um, and that is, um, you know, the, the, the two um, sides of that pyramid. That's awesome. Um, so for our listeners, I'm going to do a quick, uh, you know, lead session of sorts. <laughs> um, so I know if you are a current commander or a former commander or you're an advisor who's attended or an officer, a former officer who's attended a Sigma Nu Institute, um, you have heard for many years, uh, Sigma Nu 
cover the golden circle. So you starting with the why, you know, kind of identifying your how are you're going to achieve that why. And then of course you've got the what. Um, when we kind of apply that model to the fraternity, we think about, you know, our why is our mission, values, and purpose. It's uh, why we exist, what we aim to do, you know, our founding values like love, honor, and truth, um, our mission, you know, excelling with honor. And then, of course, we have the how. And for the national organization, the high council is defining that. So it's our strategic imperatives, um, kind of the priorities that the fraternity has set to accomplish within this biennium. And then, of course, the the what is the work that the fraternity does to go out and accomplish those things. Taking that same model and applying it to the foundation, you know, we have a similar and shared why. You know, we ultimately want to develop ethical leaders. We want to fulfill our mission of excelling with honor. Um, but what does that how look like for the foundation specifically? Does the foundation board have its own set of strategic imperatives? Um, and could you share some of the goals that the foundation board hopes to accomplish uh, in the next couple of years? Absolutely. And we, we do. Um, we are, as again, the high council is the equivalent of the board of directors of the fraternity. The, the foundation has the equivalent board of directors for the foundation that, that possesses a fiduciary responsibility to the foundation. Um, our how is really to secure uh, and prov- provide enduring resources. So not just this year's resources, but enduring resources into the future um, to support the educational and the charitable mission of Sigma Nu Fraternity. So that's really why we exist. Um, we do follow a similar governance model as the fraternity. Uh, in fact, our board of directors goes through an, a, a semi-annual um, uh, strategic planning process to come up with our strategic imperatives. Um, they are listed um, on the SIGNU um, website, but uh, on the top of the mind, there are really three strategic imperatives that we are focused in on right now. Uh, the first one is to secure the fundraising necessary to support our operations and to provide enduring financial support. So that really consists of three major ways to do that. We have an annual fund, uh, which is part of what the day of giving helps us to provide. We also have major gifts and, and we have several brothers who have given substantial gifts to support the fraternity um, now and into the future. And the third area is in planned giving, which is through your estate. So there's methods to um, provide for financial resources. And that's really our number one goal is to uh, sustain and grow those three avenues of uh, fundraising for the fraternity and for the foundation. Um, Many may not know it, but our second strategic imperative surrounds our headquarters property in Lexington. The educational foundation owns that property. So uh, that property is is ours. Uh, We provide um, it to the fraternity for rent uh, that we generate from the fraternity every year. But we own that beautiful piece of property in on Nine Lewis Street in Lexington, Virginia. Um, and frankly, for all you alumni who have never been there, go. It mm-hmm. uh, cements a bond with Sigma Nu that you cannot believe. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous location. Um, we obviously um, own and maintain it. Uh, we keep the trees alive, hopefully, uh, <laughs> we keep the grounds maintained. And this fall, we have very exciting news that we'll be um, breaking ground on a new um, center of excellence, the Spears Epsilon Epsilon Center of Excellence that will be there for our chapters to use as they pilgrimage to 
uh, Lexington. Uh, it'll be a dormitory type facility with some meeting rooms that will be a beautiful addition to our campus. So we're excited about that as well. Headquarters is our second strategic imperative to, to maintain and to make sure that we have a shrine that all of our brothers are proud of. And our last strategic imperative really kind of involves around our corporate entity. And that is to ensure that we are practicing uh, world-class governance because um, the, uh, a corporation only is as good as its board of directors and the governance that it has. So we're focused in on continuing to enhance our ability to uh, be qu good corporate citizens and, and govern our foundation in a way that uh, makes us all proud. Awesome. And uh, you, I can definitely um, you reiterate uh, uh, visiting headquarters if you can like that. I, I'm just a huge believer in if, if you're ever able to make it there, you know, active collegian or, or alumnus, um, you absolutely is a, a trip that you should make. And if you're uh, just driving through, um, definitely stop by. We love uh, giving tours. Um, love to hear that. And, and uh, yeah, like you said, the grounds are beautifully maintained. And Adam, if I can interject really quickly. Please. Uh, so one of my side responsibilities is, is managing this process uh, for the collegiate side, especially. Uh, so uh, when chapters are interested in making a pilgrimage up to the rock, I, I work with them directly on that. Um, but I was going to say, I've actually seen this question from alumni a couple of times. If you are interested in coming to visit, our normal office hours are 830 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. But we can make arrangements, especially on the weekends, to have staff uh, available to provide you with a tour of the facility. Um, just contact us in advance. You can reach out at headquarters at sigmanu.org. Uh, we'd love to, to welcome you, um, you know, and provide that, that tour experience. Uh, we just need to make sure that we're aware of it in advance. So that way we can have the appropriate staff on hand for that tour. Um, so want to make sure that we make that experience really memorable for anyone who is interested in taking Todd up on his, uh, his, his challenge to get, to go and visit the headquarters. I, again, I can't read it strong enough. It's, it's a magical place, um, and a spiritual place for many of us. It's just, uh, absolutely, uh, um, awe-inspiring and quite frankly, a little humbling to be there and, and see um, that location and, and not only what happens there as our fraternity, but to be able to look out over the city of Lexington and perhaps visit VMI while you're there to, to see what our founders might have experienced when they were back there in 1869. So, uh, so we mentioned the day of giving. Um, I, I would love to hear more about that. Um, so it is uh, kind of one of our, our big events uh, for the for the Educational Foundation, right? Um, it's going to be um, you know, taking place here soon um, in, a, in a couple of days or, or uh, in the next week, um, you know, depending on when our episode actually releases here. <laughs> um, but could you explain to our listeners kind of what the Day of Giving is and why it's important to the work of the Foundation? Sure. I think... Um let me start with a point that, that I feel very strongly back as, about, and that is that it's important for those that have received to also give back. And that really is what the Day of Giving is all about. Um, we um, are, a, I, I'd categorize this as a bit of a nascent um, fundraising organization. It has not been, you know, uh, a well-oiled machine for an awful long time. And Day of Giving is something relatively new to the Educational Foundation. We've We've relied in the past on major gifts and those sorts of things to kind of tide us over. But in reality, the annual fund is, is what keeps us going. And the day of giving is a significant part of our annual fund. Uh, 
So really what the day of giving is, is a day that we've set aside in October that roughly corresponds to our um, our founding. Uh, granted, we were officially founded on January 1st, 1869, but um, the three cadets um, got together in October, actually, um, and, and dreamed of the Legion of Honor. So that's why we honor that day in October uh, with our day of giving. And for everyone to think about... Um, in their own way, financially returning to the rock. Um, it's a it's a way for us to think about what Sigma Nu has done for us. Um, the kinds of things I, I articulated earlier in our interview, the things that mean so much to us. It's a chance for us to um, financially give a little bit back. So our day of giving is really focused in on trying to cement relations with our young alumni um, and get them in the habit of thinking about Sigma Nu and their charitable giving plans. Um, anything from $5 to the biggest number you can come up with are, are important for us. Uh, and uh, getting in the habit regularly of thinking about um, Sigma Nu as part of um, your philanthropy. So the day of giving is set aside for um, ambassadors to reach out to the folks they know and to encourage them to think about um, donating a few Starbucks, equivalent Starbucks, uh, this year to uh, help your fraternity uh, maintain and to grow and to build programs that help uh, fulfill our mission. And um, we're excited about it. We've had um, good success over the last couple of years with our day of giving. Uh, our goals really are um, simple. They're to increase the number of donors we have on our day of giving and to increase the amount of money that we're raising. So we'd like to create it into a very um, substantial day where people uh, reflect on their their membership in Sigma Nu and their brotherhood, and to honor that with uh, a financial commitment. And that's really uh, what day giving is all about. Yeah, really, I mean, having um, having been on the ground recently um, in uh, our, our active chapters, um, you know, I, I personally can say I've really seen the good that this that you know, this. Um, I guess fuel can do for the engine that is Sigma Nu, right? Um, the, through the the foundation um, and the the educational programs that we're able to craft and deliver, um, you know, in our active chapters, truly does make a huge difference in in the lives of um, you know the young men that we're serving directly, but then indirectly, you know, their their communities. So. Um, you know, I've I've been able to see um, you know do a a. a, a for example, a, an educational um, session on dignity and the value of dignity, and then to hear back from um, you know our chapter and the the Greek advisor for the school, hearing you know, what the chapter when did because of the inspiration they had from um, you know this this session and the other sessions that we've been able to to deliver with them. You know, we're we're making tangible good in the communities that we serve, as well as uh, in the lives of you know, the young men that that uh, that we serve as well. Um, it, it really is cool to see. But yeah, that that is all fueled by you know the the donations and the uh, the work that the educational foundation does. Um, Todd, I'd love to hear uh, if you have any any specific highlights or stories or or um, you know, successes over the past years um, with the foundation, or, or I guess. Um, up to you, I guess, whatever stories you have uh, kind of about the foundation. Well, one of the things that the foundation is really focused in on is, is building kind of the, the, the organization structure and the support we need to just to sustain and to grow our resources. Um, unfortunately, it's something I'm not proud of. And I know that uh, 
uh, is something we're going to work on is that, you know, we are not the largest foundation out there um, with the resources necessary to provide a lot of, of support and programming into the fraternity. We would like to be. I think um, the last number I saw is we, we probably are like 16th um, mm. out of the, the major uh, Greek organizations, and uh, we'd like to be in the top five. So we got our work cut out for us, but um, that that is work that we are all about doing, and that um, starts with just creating awareness about what we're doing and why we're doing it. One of the the things in the in the scheme of the day of giving that I'd like to emphasize is that um, we're really going to try to focus this year on using those proceeds to help um, continue to develop and enhance our mental health programming. Um, the last two years has been pretty difficult for our collegiate brothers and certainly for our new candidates that have not gotten to experience even a normal high school relationship. So as they come into the university and, and hopefully um, find a home in Sigma Nu, we want to make sure that that home is welcoming and uh, that there are resources there to support that transition. Uh, we know um, a lot of our collegiate brothers are struggling uh, with mental health issues right now just because of the pandemic and, and the stresses uh, going on on campus and beyond. So we want to make sure that our, you know, um, ability as a foundation to support the fraternity's efforts with Behind Happy Faces and uh, other mental health programs is strong. And so that's why one of the, the emphasis points this year for our fundraising is in mental health programming. Um, similar to that, there's um, areas like lead enhancement and um, and uh, programs like that that we really are excited about continuing to support for the fraternity. Um, lead program has been um, probably the bellwether in the fraternity fraternal world. Um, we want to keep it that way, so it needs to be um, updated and enhanced, and we want to be uh, part of that as the foundation uh, as we support the fraternity's efforts in that regard. And then lastly, scholarships. Um, you know, there's certainly financial pressures on all of us, um, but certainly our collegiate brothers, and being able to provide scholarship opportunities to them uh, where the fraternities be able to support them uh, is, a, is a key component of the foundation's mission. So we are uh, moving in all of those directions. And um, I guess um, as you sit at a, as a chair of a board, um, my mantra has always been more, better, faster. Um, I have to I have to be a bit patient, but I would really like to encourage all of our brothers to uh, think about Sigma Nu in their in their charitable giving because uh, we certainly do make a difference, um, and it's a difference that uh, I think our country and our world definitely need right now. So um, we have a good story to tell, and and we're going to be shouting it from the rooftops. Absolutely. Well, and if anyone who was listening to Todd kind of give. Um, a reference to Behind Happy Faces, and you're curious to know what that is. We actually did a podcast episode with Ross Zabo, who is our uh, subject matter expert that we brought in to kind of help develop the Behind Happy Faces curriculum. Um, if you're interested in listening to that, um, uh, you can find that as, I think it's episode four, um, or it was our fourth episode of the podcast from back in April. Uh, so strongly encourage you to go check that episode out to learn more about the Behind Happy Faces work. But uh, with that, Todd, uh, we kind of want to bring this to a close, but I sure. just want to say thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast with us today. Uh, we really enjoyed the opportunity to get to talk to you more about the work of the foundation uh, and specifically the day of giving. Um, for listeners, 
we've mentioned it a couple of times now, but just so you know, um, so this episode, the plan, and hopefully as you were hearing this, it, it came true, uh, is that we plan on releasing this on Friday, October 15th. And that'll be just a just under a week before the day of giving, which is scheduled for October 21st. So if you're listening to this in that very short window, uh, hopefully it has gotten you mentally prepared for um, you know what we hope is going to be your participation in the day of giving. Um, but certainly you are going to see a number of um, opportunities for us to engage with our members over social media, by email. Um, you're going to see over co- over course of different platforms. We encourage anyone who has resonated with this conversation also to let your brothers know about the day of giving that's coming up. Um, we need every ambassador uh, for the program that we can to just spread the good work of the foundation and to um, you know explain others like why your Sigma New experience mattered uh, and you know encourage them to give to continue. Uh, providing that experience for brothers to come. So, and uh, if you're if you're not listening to this episode during that that short window, um, the best thing about the day of giving is that it comes once per year, um, and and that uh, um, very quickly uh, in 2022 there will be another day of giving. So um, th- this uh, you know, this episode is is yes referencing this one in, in particular, but uh, I think is evergreen through um, you know, all, all of the years that we intend to continue um, doing the day of giving as well. That's Absolutely. exactly right. And we are more than happy to accept gifts even after the day of giving. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, yes. And, and, and they all do um, just as much good uh, you know, at, at, the, uh, at the end of it. Well, Todd, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Christopher, what, what did you think of that? I thought it was great. Um, I really enjoyed getting to talk to Todd. I thought it was super fascinating just to kind of, one, kind of uh, connect directly with uh, the chairman of the foundation board to hear um, their vision and their goals for the foundation. I think that's a, a super unique and uh, an interesting opportunity to kind of hear directly from uh, the leadership of the board. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Hmm. One thing I I used to love doing when I was um, uh, traveling around and consulting still was um, uh, facilitating our, our um, educational session on our our lead session on um, the Sigma Nu like international organizational structure, like how how all the pieces of the organization fit together, and um, you know because I mean personally myself, I I had no real experience with fraternity as even a concept before um, you know I um, met my my big bro and ended up joining Sigma Nu. Um, and to find out then you're know, going to college of chapters and, and becoming a commander and then eventually joining staff like all of the um the stuff that goes on behind the scenes or maybe um at, in a place that i wouldn't have otherwise seen if i wasn't involved at that level um it was always super interesting so to you know to 
to do an interview like this and as hopefully as a listener um you know people that are out there um you know if if you didn't have intimate knowledge of you know sigma nu and the educational foundation and all of, all of the headquarters and all of, all the pieces fit together um you know hopefully this is a little bit of insight into the into that and um you know, into the you know the good that our, our organization's able to do and, and how that's able to happen um you know the kind of the the fuel and the fire if you will so um yeah, I don't know. That, that that's that's my thought on it. Um, I I, enjoy, I really enjoyed the interview. I'm glad we were able to do it, um, and I'm, I'm I hope our our listeners enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. And too, I mean, I think you know to borrow the analogy that you just gave, you know, fuel mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't know it doesn't matter how nice your car is, you know, if you don't have fuel in the tank. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, um, not only does the foundation do this work constantly to make sure that we have the fuel, uh, as well as just additional resources to make sure that our car runs properly and, mm-hmm. uh, and then we can provide the services and programs that we do. But, um, you know, also I think for me, it's just, it's really cool to see, um, the engagement side of it, that you have this collective, um, effort on behalf of all of our brothers to, to continue to provide the support and con- to continue to provide the promise of the, the programs and services that we, um, we really make, you know, during recruitment and then, you know, uh, the, the lifelong commitment piece, you know, certainly, you know, that doesn't, that isn't achieved on its own. And so we mm-hmm. really need kind of the, the collective support of our brotherhood, uh, whether it is individuals who are giving their time, or their talent, uh, but then also uh, in brothers who are giving their treasure as well uh, to make this organization run smoothly. Yeah, I mean the 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 strength of the organization is the foundation, but the strength of the foundation is is in you know all of the um, you know, the members of Sigma Nu um, that are that support it, right? Um, that's it's how uh, all of this uh, kind of happens, right? It's how uh, everything gets powered and pushed forward is uh, you know uh, forward towards the, the the goals that we have as an organization. Um, so love it. Yeah. Love well, being if, able to talk about it. Absolutely. And when, if you're a listener, you know, again, um, who is interested in the day of giving specifically, but also in the foundation in general, um, you can find more information on our website, but also be on the lookout. We're going to have uh, a number of pieces of communication coming out, um, going directly to alumni as well as, um, uh, collegiate members also. Um, we also have uh, recruited some ambassadors to kind of talk about their experience um, who, you know, can uh, kind of demonstrate their support for the foundation, why they're giving. Um, we're going to be sharing those on social media. Uh, and then also, again, we hope that you are interested and, and are willing to participate with us on the actual day of giving, uh, which is uh, one more time on October 21st. Uh, so be on the lookout there um, and certainly give if you can. Excellent. Uh, well, very glad to have you you here to direct that all of those communications, Christopher. That's uh, that's good. Um, all right, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next month. Uh, I, I always, always almost say next week, and I, I know I've probably said it at some point. Next month. Well, maybe at some point we'll get to a, a weekly podcast, but for now. Uh, the one a month uh, is probably uh, <laughs> all that we can handle, but uh, certainly as we continue to get better, um, maybe so. Yeah. Uh, we'll do the Dan Carlin thing where we just do one episode every nine months and it's six hours long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye, everyone. All right. Take care. Bye. Who am I? Sort of eternity man am I? 
a sigma, a noocer, and will be until I die. I'm rickety-hoop-dee-doo, what's the matter with sigma-noo? Hallelujah, terrible, who altogether for sigma-noo? Hey!